0: Oh no, let's go. Let's go. the Final Approach Podcast with Mario. Mario, what you
1: talking about? Know your role and shut your mouth. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Know your role. That's how we do it. What you talking about? (laughs) Know your role and shut your what we got going let me see there we go all right we're back we're back for the new year actually and uh i'm gonna see if i can put that on pause michael lloyd's listening from oklahoma he was the first one to chime in the (laughs) oklahoma state thank you uh for doing that hey so what we're gonna do today is we are gonna go history of final approach on you we're gonna go deep We're going to get the founder, the creator, uh, the master, um, the originator, the man, the myth, the legend, Ron Latchaw. (coughs) We're going to get Ron Latchaw on the phone and call him and and chit-chat with him. I'm going to get him up right now. So we're going to get started. We're going to get right to it. (coughs) Ron said he was having a beverage or two, so... Hello. Hey, buddy. Mario, how you doing? I'm great, bud. How are you? Good. Awesome. Welcome to the podcast. We're gonna we're gonna chip away with you and and discuss some final approach stuff, uh, all the stuff you've done. Uh, what's going on now, and where people can find what you're doing and what you're up to. I mean, we're talking to Ron Latchaw, uh the game changer of waterfowl. Uh, listen you're like the grand I I don't want to say the grandfather but you're like the father of waterfowl let's just go for it you know what I mean because everything was kind of you know listen if you go back as far as as far as that goes if you're not as uh, old as we are (laughs) and you don't know back that far we're going to give you education so uh, so when did you start working Ron on a layout blind design the slider the first one um, what year was it? Was it late '80s? Was it?
0: It was like um, I'm trying to remember when I introduced it. It was probably back in '92 when I first came up with the first design for it and then um, started building them. They weren't a real big seller because they were so darn expensive. You know, they're all right uh, heliarch welded and just uh, time consuming, and everything was done in the states. You know, and it was just. Uh, very expensive pro- process, but uh, the guys that had them loved them. I mean, right. that could afford to buy them, and and uh, they were a nice concept. But they weren't going to really go anywhere because it's just not affordable for the average guy.
1: Right, right, probably well,
0: including myself.
1: You right, know? and everything was made but, here. I mean, you're talking about you were sewing all the fabric here. Everything yeah. was being done here.
0: Yep, snow covers. Yep, different camo patterns. Yep, and it's. Uh, there's still a number of people that got them, but I know that uh, they just keep them just because they were. They think they were cool blinds, you know. They don't use them hardly anymore, but they like them, you
1: know. Well, uh, you know, innovation has come so far, but I mean, you're talking about the first layout blind. It changed changed the way guys hunt waterfowl, and it changed it changed the whole. It changed the way that that a lot of people, which ended up turning into manufacturers, saw the hunting industry and the waterfowl world. I mean, I mean before I mean before you did what you did, I mean there was some decoy companies. Oh, I just lost them. Hold on. I mean there was there was some decoy companies uh that were doing some things uh but not really not really innovation. Um and then there was no other I mean, there were some camo companies doing some things, but there really wasn't that much going on uh, with certain brands. So
0: This is wrong.
1: Please. Okay, we'll get them back in a second. So so we're talking about 1991-92. Here we go. We're talking about 19... Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. So talking about 91-92, I was just saying that there wasn't much happening uh in the waterfowl world, you know, you had some of the decoy companies were just making some decoys. They weren't, there was no innovation really. Uh, the camo companies were kind of not really focusing on waterfowl, they were just kind of going for it. So, I mean, to me, watching that happen, that was like the change of how the industry moved. You know what I mean? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I was pretty much, um, my focus was on blinds at that point because i always felt right. like the hide was the most important thing you know location right. in the field the hide being concealed well and yeah calling all of it plays a part into it but uh even today the hide's really important whether you're in the middle or if you're on the edge or what you know Those no people doubt. are going they're, you know it's, it's progressing to the birds getting wise to being out in the middle a lot now, to yep. where they're going on the edge, and I could yep. and got guys telling me they're going back in the middle again because they're getting wise to the edge. So <laughs> it's just a, you know, it's just a, it's the way it. Uh,
1: there's no it's doubt. Like,
0: it's fashion, you know what I mean? Just like clothing.
1: There's no it's doubt. Different. There's no doubt. I mean, uh, you know, and like I'm saying, there there was uh, when I say you changed the game, you you changed how people started looking at it and said hey listen if if he could come up with an idea i got an idea i'm gonna come out with it because it just it just started snowballing then because you came out and then and then final approach was born you know and it 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 cranks up in 93 and the eliminator is born and you know it just goes from there uh and then, you know, a couple other blinds, and I mean, it just keeps going, and, and some accessories and, and, and bags, and, and it just keeps going. But then, but then you saw all these other companies jump in. You know, this was, all, this was all getting done in, in Grants Pass, Oregon. You know, this was all getting done in Oregon. And then, what was, what was, the, first, what was the first company that you saw, like, kind of jump in? As you as you were going, it could have been small because I I have a couple in mind that were smaller, and guys might not even I've never heard of them. Like you
0: talking about jumping in an, in the blind, not industry? not
1: necessarily in the blind, but just like I have a great idea here I come. Like I remember Perry Northhouse and Black Widow decoys, right? When Perry did all the flocking, which was like, I mean that was unheard of. You know what I mean? Right. Like guys like that. Like Perry had a great idea, and all of a sudden, bam, there it is, and guys are like oh, my God, I need to get that.
0: Yep. And then it got copied by oh. just about everybody you can think of, just oh, like God. the blinds, same thing. It's um, But, it's, you know, the the guy, the innovators like Dave Smith and his decoys, I mean, Dave's a true innovator because he went for the best, you know what I mean? He was for the most realistic decoy manufacturer out there, I believe. And there's others out there that are pretty good now, you know, like uh, Deception and there's a number of them out there. <laughs> There's a, there's a a lot of blind companies out there too oh, yeah. or, or people oh, yeah. that weren't really blind companies but like the Avery's and right. and uh, you know people we know yeah that, uh,
1: yeah i mean i mean you know you go back you go back then i i remember i remember Perry doing that and then i remember like everybody else just starting to go man i have a great idea here i come like here comes this yeah. here comes that here comes everything then i think i think that's what i'm saying like innovation took a turn like right there then yeah. everybody stepped up their game and then everything just started coming out of everywhere. And yes, listen, the the two listen, the the first the most copied thing without a doubt is the layout blinds. There's no <laughs> doubt. So I mean you you can sit back and just, you know, laugh and go, look look what I created. Look what everybody is chasing. You know what I mean? Because yeah. everybody's still chasing the same basic original yeah. design there's no doubt i mean yeah, every company out there is chasing the
0: it, it. Is right. that uh, there hasn't been that much change in the concept or right. the way the blind actually right uh works you right. know the structure anything it's just, it's all pretty close to the same thing i came up with and i know that
1: there's no I doubt i mean
0: it's, it's obvious you know i can see it everywhere i go so
1: yeah i mean we're i mean i mean all we're trying to do right now is live up to you know what you created i mean the company has made a couple turns and was sold a couple times and pushed here, pushed there, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But you know where it is now, and what we're trying to do is we're just trying to get back to where you had it. As far as we're making stuff for waterfowlers, diehard waterfowlers, guys are going to be out there every day, hard on gear, and we're trying to make tough stuff that's going to last, and people will be happy what they're getting. So I mean, I mean, I mean that's the whole point of this is we're trying to get back to what you started, because that's right. really when it was. Nobody could touch it, you know what I mean? Nobody.
0: I've still got people today saying that too. That, that you know, the quality was much better back then than mm-hmm. you know any of the stuff that's going coming out today. You know, so.
1: Well, it's, it's just like it, anything it's, else. Everybody can't
0: be done. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just like anything else. You know, everybody's trying to, everybody's trying to just make something, do a Me Too, uh, make the same thing, steal somebody's design you know there's been listen there's been some really uh, and i got one on my mind and and you'll absolutely know what i'm talking about there's been like one uh ripoff that everybody kind of took for uh for granted and stole his idea and that is um uh Randy Bartz the flagman
0: oh yeah. yeah oh
1: my god bro how could you how could you take a guy like that, a guide, a guy who was hardworking and came up with a great, I mean, an incredible, incredible idea and yep. and rip that, that dude off? Like, how could you live with yourself and do that? You know what I mean?
0: He's been pretty much copied by every guy out oh uh, there, every, every, every manufacturer, you know, and anybody in the Duck cutting industry, waterfowl hunting industry. He really has, and Randy's a great guy. He's an awesome guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and I mean, we even made a version at one time. I came up with an idea of, for a flag that was different than his, where it right. had the swept-up looking wings, you know, and a camel on one side, and it was the color of the of the cannon on the opposite side, so you could lay it on the ground, you know. Yes. Without looking like a black.
1: Yes. But they to the just ground totally. Ground. Everybody just totally just. I mean, just went. Let's let's get Randy Barts. That's what I'm saying. I mean the, the innovation the innovation is is lacking in certain places. There's no doubt. And you guys yep. change that. And and right. folks need to like get on the stick and and go for it. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get back to that. So we're trying to I'm trying to live a I'm trying to keep the legacy going is what I'm trying to do, Ron. I'm trying. We're True. all of us are trying. We're we'll see if we can figure it out. So so that's where we're at, so so well,
0: here's let me let me just interject something yeah, I think no. the most important thing to me is the quality of the product and I think the no quality of the product and the customer relations with people the standing by behind, behind your brand, and you know uh is the most important thing I really do that's that's been
1: lost for a long time there's no doubt, there's no doubt, and you I know. talk about that all the time. you know what I mean? I talk about yep. getting back, you know I keep saying that and 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 some folks. You know, listen, if you're if you're depends on how old you are or where you're at, you know, you talk about I talk about going back to to when it was like that. And and some folks don't understand, but that's what I'm try, that's what I'm trying to do. We're trying to get final approach back to where it was, because that's when people cared what you made, how you made it, how you got it to a customer, the price that you put on it and and the value they got. And they were happy at what you got. And that's what I'm talking about. That that has gone away uh, you know, these bigger companies have just bought, you know, all these, you know, there's a ton of companies that were, were gobbled up. I mean, Final Approach was, was bought and, you know, you thought it was going to be a good investment and, and it was going to go good and it went well for a little bit and then and then the corporate side got a hold of yeah. everything and that's what yeah. happens.
0: It's all about price point. You know, that's the yep. problem with everything today. But, I mean, if people enjoy longevity in their product as well, too. And that's one thing. I've got guys that still have pro guides and even the old liminator blinds. They're, they're still using them, and they brag about how well they've held up. Oh, there, you there's, can't there's get no that out way. of too many people. I know that in, the, in the industry. That's right. Can't.
1: That's right. Listen, I have, I have my original. I bought it from. I want to say I bought it from Bill Saunders at a, a sportsman show. Huh. you know what I mean? Like that's how, and I'm talking like, like ninety nine, you know, somewhere in there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Oh my God. Like that's how far, and that's how old mine is. Mine's an original. Uh, and it's still in the, it's still in the shop and it still gets used and there's still nothing wrong with it. That's what's crazy. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's older than my kids you know yeah Yeah. so it's older than any car i've owned it's 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 older than the house i'm in you know what i mean like that's how badass that blind is so there's no doubt hats off to that so that's what i'm saying so that that's what that's what we're talking about getting back to um so so it, it takes a you know it takes a turn and uh you guys you get involved with colpin was the first company right uh-huh. and and they they kind of buy in and they say they're going to do a bunch of good stuff and I, and I think it went well for a while there's no doubt you know they 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 opened up more products you know helped uh you know distribute you know got the decoys going at one point i mean things were things were progressing good but then you know but then like i said then corporate gets a hold of it and it goes you know
0: yeah, I think I think the bottom line is they're trying to grow it too fast, get too big and too short of a time with it. And, right. You know, coming up with all kinds of ideas that they didn't really follow through well with, you know, right. before they introduced them to the market and all that. So. Right,
1: right. Because how long – so Culpin had it for how long? How How long did that go on at oh. all?
0: Gosh, I think they had it for – they might have had it for close to five
1: years. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. It was something like that, five or six. Um, and then it goes where? was it was it
0: bushnell is next I think uh, I, I think it was
1: uh, primos wasn't oh, it yeah it was, was primos primos bushnell right right because yeah. when did you so when did you say i'm out
0: Oh i said i was out when
1: uh, <laughs> I'm not going to bring up any any No you know, no no i know past yeah past we, we don't have to about we, about we don't have to
0: anybody. Like, what colpen was actually doing to... Yeah, to humiliate the brand, as far as I was concerned, right. I didn't. Right. I didn't feel. I didn't feel good about what they were doing with the company. And I just right. said that I'm done. You know.
1: Right. Right. So. So you got out before it's... because then it then it goes like you said. Then it goes Primos Bushnell, then Bushnell turns into, uh, ATK, and then ATK, you know, gets bigger and turns into Vista. So yeah. I mean, and it's been, you know, neglected ever since. So, yep. and that's the whole. You know, I always say, you know, when talking to people for the last year and a half, you know, listen, the best thing that all those companies did was just not ruin it. They didn't pay attention to it, and they didn't really do anything with it, but but they didn't ruin, you know, the name. Yeah, there there was some products definitely that were made that weren't up to speed, and, and definitely stuff came out that didn't work, but when you hear, you know, when you hear Final Approach, I mean... That definitely still means something. There's no doubt. You know what I mean. Which if, is,
0: if they just wouldn't have taken the brand away from it, it would have been it would have right. been a lot better thing. But maybe not. Maybe it's better they did take the brand away from what they did with the company. You know, up until now that you guys have it. Yeah. And and you know maybe maybe it needs to be go, go back to the the double candidates coming in and the final approach brand the original brand. You know, yeah. so it's back yeah. to the original company and and the kind of quality that people are looking for again. You know.
1: Yeah, I, I listen. I'm with you, and I, I mean, like I said, that 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 time, that time of the industry just broke, just broke loose. Like you know, like this cracks me up, and you know exactly what I'm going to talk about. So you know, you talked about Dave uh, doing decoys, but Don Guthrie, who had Columbia River decoys, uh-huh. and Don's a great friend of mine. Don was twenty years ahead of all these decoy manufacturers and what he was doing with his decoys. I mean, he was, I mean, Dave even went to Don for help. I mean, Don was, he was the guy. And he was so ahead, so ahead of everybody else. I mean, people, like, just, you know, just recently in the past 10 years, I think folks have caught up to to him and what he was doing. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no doubt. So, So there's definitely some people some key people in the industry that have affected so much and that's that's like i said that's why we're talking to you 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 have affected the whole industry and and i hope and i hope that you can if nobody's told you i hope that you can sit and look and and feel somewhat um fulfilled or or happy or i i don't know i don't know what the word is i'm looking for that that you you know, added so much to this kind of, you know what I mean? I, I yeah, don't know if I that may, like you need to be in the Waterfowl Hall of Fame. I, you know, you, Tim Grounds, you know what yeah. I mean? You go through all the guys, you, you know, I could, I could name them off, you know, Butch right. Richenbach, you know, we could, we could go through and, and name guys who have seriously added value to the sport that everybody runs around and still does today whether they're 16 or 60 um man they just need to know some history because that that's you know every time they get into a layout blind doesn't matter whose it is like that's you're the reason <laughs> you know what i mean
0: that's it well yeah, well i mean i i appreciate what you're saying uh you know it's just um uh, it's just timing you know is it it was time for a change, I guess. And I came up with the idea that changed things and that, and people took a little while to convince them about it. And I started doing my own little homemade videos and stuff and showing what was happening I got in the field with those things, getting in the middle, you know, and people started buying them. that was, that was, I did that with actually the first ones, the sliders. And then then when I came up with that, that uh, flip open lid system on the limiters, that really took off then.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean sure. that like I said that that was a pivotal time, you know. That was a pivotal time in in waterfowl history on when things just broke loose cuz like I said, then guys started looking at at things around their shop and said, "Hey, I got a great idea. I want to make this or yeah. I want to make that." And then and then like I said, then then everything the doors just blew open and there was a ton of guys just coming after it. And listen, there was there was always guys copying, you know what I mean? Unfortunately. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And there always will be. It'll never go away.
0: You're not going to get away from it? Nope. No. no.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's easier to steal somebody's idea than to come up with your own or, or even at least have the decency to just change something a bunch and make it your own. I mean, some, uh-huh. some companies don't even do that.
0: <laughs> right. They don't have to.
1: <laughs> you know? don't have to do it anymore. You know? And God forbid if you don't have a patent, uh, I mean somebody'll rip you off tomorrow if you don't have a patent and you don't have it locked in. So Right. I mean I mean oh my god like right now um the uh the mojo patent is up. Is it? Yes. I was wondering about that. Oh my god, and now there's everybody like you you know Lucky Duck came out the Chase Mojo and and I think I don't know their whole story, but whatever, if they had to pay to use it or whatever they had to do or they made it a little different or whatever the patent is. But now that it's up, you watch this next year and what happens and how many companies are going to make a spinning wing decoy just because that's up. And it's just like, man, that's that's. That's I just wish they'd just come up with kind of their own thing and, and, and yeah. do something different or, or or be innovative. So that that's Some usually. innovation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that bothers me the most. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't want to copy anything. I don't want to see anybody else's stuff. I just want to concentrate on what we're doing and 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 make something good and make something that guys are going to use and, and girls, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: so, I do. I know exactly what you mean, and that's uh, that was my attitude towards the whole thing too. Was yeah. making a good quality product that was going to last for people in the field. Right, you know, have good longevity, and it was good, and it would work. It would do what you said it would do, you know. Right. So, if you so used it properly. So
1: right, right. So so that's the that's somewhat of the past. So so, what have you been doing, or what are you up to now? Because listen, you're still you're still involved. You know what I mean in the industry. Let's call it in 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 a way. So if you want to explain what you got going on right now, so folks can check out that that product and that kind of stuff.
0: Well, I've got I've gotten into the motion decoy business a little bit myself. I started out a few years, probably ten years back, I think, uh, with a wind activated. The it's called Feather Flyers, and we we made them mostly. Well, actually, all snow geese. We did mallards for a while. Step but the snow geese were the ones that yep. yep. took it, you know, because they like a lot of activity, motion, or whatever. They, they absolutely really like do. that stuff in a spread. And um, so, I kind of muddled along with that for a long time. And then I start thinking about something different with a uh, real flapping, looking like a real live, Natural-looking wing flap on a bird, and I sat down and designed something. A buddy of mine that's involved in the edit, Gary Oldenba, actually did the um, sculpt of the bird, the body. Right. And it, uh, it looks so natural. It really does. It looks so natural compared to what's out there.
1: Yeah, because I a mean, really... flap. I mean, you have you have wings that are flapping instead of spinning or doing anything. It is a it is definitely a totally different uh you know let's joke it's definitely a, a different spin on on it is. on 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 those decoys you know what i mean it is it is its own thing there's no doubt there's no doubt and like you said the snows it, like those feather flyers on the snows you know the way they were moving cuz I, I, we've used them up in canada and and the way yeah. they move and rip through i mean if you have a good wind and it's moving those and you could put them at different heights on different uh different uh you know, poles and let them move. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah
0: it works, and it's again, it's just like placing them in the right spot. And it's right. with the wind the way it's right. running that day, and it's it's all part of the same thing. It, you know, it isn't nothing's automatic. You know, right. I mean, you got to use your head when you're using these products too. Any of them?
1: It's just a tool. But, it's a tool in the toolbox. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah, it is. But back to the clone. That thing yeah. is, uh,
0: today is still the most natural looking product out there i know there's another one on the market they think theirs is better i'm sure but this one here is uh got this thing holds up i mean the guides, it's guide tough basically you know they use them i can't tell you how many times i've dealt with guys like jim jones and stuff they don't they're in a big hurry they don't want to you don't want to put the thing away. They just throw them in the back of the pickup <laughs> truck. They got a, its a rubber pad in the bed, but they lay them on their back and they're right. twelve or fifteen of them, and then they run all over a hill, spawn birds the next day. With them like that, they don't do nothing with them, you know. <laughs> Until they set them up in the hunt the next day, then they pull them back out of the truck, and they still had
1: just right. Great, they're still great doing dad. their job.
0: They're—they're they're very durable. Well, I guess is like it's the best way to put it.
1: Yeah, listen. Like when you like when you say guide tested, and and, and guys kind of joke about that and stuff. But if you have the right if you have the right guides testing them it's a big deal and i don't mean and i don't mean the guides who are like you know the biggest guides or whatever the case like the guys i look for are the guys that that break (laughs) you know Uh what i mean those that when we say guide tested that's what we mean if there's a guide who will break something yeah give him this and let him see if he could break it he's terrible on gear like you said they don't store them right. They don't do nothing. They throw them in the back of the pickup. They do this. They run them over like they just yeah. It's just a tool and they're not even. It's a it's a hammer and they're not yeah. really worried about you know they're not trying to keep their hammer clean. They're just using it. So yeah, yeah. that's that's a big deal. So if you guys, although I ahead. mean you know I mean it's,
0: I'll, I'll say this about any of these products you know I, I said guide tough not guy tested and it is guide tough. But the guy, the people that take care of their equipment, oh,
1: there's no have doubt. A lot
0: better. They, you know, they hold up a lot a lot. Everything holds up
1: better. That's that with way, everything. You know? That's with everything. There's no doubt. There's... And it's
0: not a cheap tool either. I mean, it's that's you know, it's, that's it's the fairly other thing. expensive, but it's not the most expensive. But you know, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a good waterfowl tool, and it's very durable, and it works. It really does work. So, I'm I mean, I'm blown away by the, how well they work. You know, but there's always days any day you know any any product any day that's right you know, they've all got their day you know that's going to right. work well but you these are have... probably the most consistent thing i've seen
1: yeah yeah you got to have you got to have your toolbox got to be stacked and you got to you got to know you know the 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 thing about being a good waterfowler is everything goes into it but it's knowing what tool to use for what yeah. job you know what i mean because like you said everything's not going to work every day there's certain times to pull this out pull that out do this, don't do that. There's no doubt about it. You know, you gotta you gotta be you gotta be consistent with what you're doing and you gotta be like focused and and you gotta you just gotta know the situation and know what you need. You know what I mean? And break it out. Yeah. Yep,
0: exactly. Yeah. And the and the big thing I did with designing this product too was I I, I wanted it to look as lifelike as possible. And I made it lightweight, yeah. you know, for get a hard body decoy like it is, the motor's inside it, everything's inside the bird except for the battery. And the reason I did that because I didn't want an extra five pounds of weight inside the bird because it That's doesn't true. it won't it won't float around and bounce properly. You know, it just without a wind even. Right. With a wind it does too. But I mean these there's some of these decoys out there like these even I don't want to mention names but I know they know who they are. And they got <laughs> their decoys on a stiff, you know, platform or whatever. And, right.
1: and it doesn't you know, move.
0: They, they weigh ten pounds. Right. Right, you know, I mean, there was so much you couldn't do what I'm doing with this bird.
1: Yeah, well, so. guys could go check them out. It's clone clone decoys.com. We're talking to Ron Latchaw, who created Final Approach. Now he's on to other things. He's still, you know, he's still hooked up in the in uh, the waterfowl business, and it's called Clone Decoys. And you go check out all their products and some other things. They got some, he definitely got some cool stuff and some innovative stuff. So it's it's great to see that still. Still yeah. going on in the yeah. business and still happening, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I enjoy it, I really do.
1: Yeah,
0: create new, new, new products. Ideas has always been something I've been involved in doing for a long time, but I enjoy so.
1: Yeah, there's definitely, listen, there's definitely guys in this business that are uh creators, um uh, innovators, Not just
0: creators, but they actually see it through to the end where they develop the right. product and make sure it's a, it's right. a viable you know a viable uh product
1: yeah listen there's 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 a handful and not many you know what i mean we we talk yeah. about you know we talk about like the call business is the easiest thing to get into you know what i mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. uh you know you can it's probably you the could, best
0: profits too
1: yeah and you could listen you could make a mouthpiece and buy guts from any manufacturer and stick them in there and you're off and running you know what i mean yeah. and i always used to say there there's literally you know, you can count the call makers, like the, the bigger call makers on your hand. You know what I mean? You know, yep. You know, Grounds was a call maker. And, you know, on the goose side, on the duck side, you know, he just bought some inserts. And, and a couple they did do on their own. So Tim's a call was a call maker. You know, uh-huh. you had R&T, you know, and Butch and all those yep. guys. Call what about Eli Haydell? Yeah, absolutely, call maker. Okay. You yep. know, you have Fred Zink, call maker. Yep. Uh, Buck Gardner, call maker on the duck side, mm-hmm. on the goose side. You know, you know, Buck would buy some guts from other people or whatever the case may be. You know, not everybody was true, but at least he was true to the the majority of it. So I mean, you know, um, uh, echo calls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, my God. You know, everybody was buying their inserts to go in everybody's duck calls for, you know, for a section of time. My God, you know what I mean? It was like, it was like, give it a break. So yeah, I mean, you could, I mean, foils, foils was definitely a a call maker. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and there's, listen, there's a thousand others that are, are smaller. There's no doubt. And I'm not like, you know, saying they're not call makers, but, but there's just so many call manufacturers that, that ended up, Buying, you know, guts or buying tone boards and, and and buying reads and doing everything from those few guys. Sean Man's another one. You know what I yep. mean? I mean, so that's what thing, I'm saying. A lot, less than deal, 10. a lot of the
0: deal with all that is too. That these guys, the guys that know how to market themselves well, the ones are going to be the most successful as well. You Correct. know, it's not just building the call. Yeah. You know, but but marketing the call as well, and and uh, going through, you know, like Tim's gone to all um, I mean, millions of, it uh, oh. seems like millions of, anyway, outdoor events and stuff. And, you know, done all kinds of uh, seminars and stuff and how to use a, a short read call properly. You know, when he came up with that, the hell was that first one that everybody...
1: Oh, the... um The,
0: the first short read he did, the plastic one. Uh, anyway, the mag clucker. Was,
1: that, uh, well, it was using the mag clucker guts. So it was um, the half-breed. Yeah, the half-breed. Oh,
0: That's uh, the call. Yeah, yep. and that that's was been, and that, that was that him and Charlie around. Hess,
1: right? And that was him and and Charlie Hess. And Charlie Hess was, I mean, yep. really the 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 Godfather yeah. of the goose call. There's no doubt.
0: Yeah, the shirt read, Yeah. Oh For God. Sure.
1: You know, so yeah, you're talking about all those guys. You know, Haydell's and Sean Man and all those guys. That's why I said they. But but here's the thing, Ron. They had to just like you. They had to take a chance, and invest money, spend money go broke and push it to make it and some didn't but those guys did so you know listen you you wouldn't be sitting where you were if you didn't take a chance put a bunch of money into something you you know back yourself basically and said i'm gonna put money on me to make this and off you go Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i mean that's 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 what's the difference between the guys who made it uh and everybody else who's like oh i can do that or you know oh that's (laughs) not hard I could come up with an idea. Well sure. Listen, there's a ton of guys that could come up with an idea, but like you said, are you gonna follow it through to the end? Are you gonna be able to make it right, make it affordable, market it, you know? God, I mean yeah, it, it I, just...
0: I like the guy that always comes up to the booth and say, I had that idea a long time ago. <laughs> you know?
1: I'll never I'll never forget <clears throat> and you'll 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 totally get a kick out of this. So I go to the Ducks Unlimited show in Wisconsin. I'm like, I'm thinking back. And this was like I had first I was helping Don with Columbia River Decoys and he's like he's like, you gotta catch us up in, in back orders and I said, Okay. And 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 I I go to the Ducks Unlimited show in Wisconsin and I'm there for like I'm there like eight, nine days, and I mean, you know, hotel, flight, booth, you yeah. know, every, every you know what I mean? Just pump yeah. money into it and I'm there. And a guy comes up and at this time I think we were at like like three hundred and ninety nine dollars a dozen, right? And mm-hmm. and what what you know, if nobody knows what they are, you know, you're talking handmade, hand painted mallard decoys. And then we had Widgeon as well at the time. So and I mean literally, you know, just to give it a time idea, it would take about two weeks to do about five dozen give or take and that's if I was grinding or Don was grinding like every day. You know what I mean? Like not nine to five like every day grinding. So this guy yep. comes up to the booth and he goes he goes, how much are those? He goes, those are pretty nice and I said, oh they're they're three ninety nine and he was like he's like three ninety nine like three hundred and ninety nine dollars for how many? And I was like a dozen. And he was like holy crap and i was like and, and at this point i was like i was like okay i said hey listen why don't you do this why don't you carve eight poses okay and have about 150 hours into every pose why don't you figure out how to mold them right then figure out how to mold them out of whatever uh material that's going to last then figure out what paints going to stick then paint them and then I said, and then I'll buy them from you for 40 bucks a dozen. What do you say? And he just <laughs> he just looked at me like, you ass, and turned around and left. And I was like, yeah, bro, I won that one. So, yep. uh, you know, I mean, I mean, don't. I mean, you're talking about somebody's. You're, at that point, I felt he was like belittling my passion and my hard work. And everybody yeah. that came before me, and that he's, pissed he's me off. Of, like it's
0: just another decoy. I know what you're
1: saying. Yeah, and you know yeah. exactly what I'm saying because you, you know guys have come up and said the same thing to you. How much is that? You got to be kidding me. I'm like, bro, yeah. do you know how much time and effort and you know everything went into stuff like that? Like you just got to pay some respect sometime, and if you don't like it, just move on. So, man, it's tough. So what else? Uh, what else uh, have you been up to? Anything else that we could touch on, or anything we could plug or do, man? Because I, I, I appreciate you coming on, and, and I definitely want to uh, do this again because there's so much to talk about, and and so much of the industry that that has changed, and you changed. It's it's just great to get some, get get the young ones some history lessons. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm really just. Uh, I mean, we got a few blinds in the market too. That's uh, you know we don't. The the problem is we don't market the things at all. They're just right. on the internet on the website. But, sure. Um, you know we got two layout versions. Well, one one's a backpack version, which is the one I actually developed years ago when I had Final Approach. You know? right. And We, I brought it back in and we made it nicer. It's the nicest one out there. I can tell you that. There's a number of people that have done them like Tangle Free when they, they used Tangle Free had all their products made by the same company as I did over <laughs> there. So
1: go figure. You
0: know they. Yeah, they just took some of the product line on when they did that, right? F- uh, from
1: That and but yeah,
0: I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that happens. But, uh, anyway, I've, I've improved on it. It's real simple and it's real cost effective, and it works for the guys who like to get get low and be you know. It's probably really the best serves the, the stokus hunters out in the middle of the field when they're wearing gotcha. whites or they want to pull gotcha like a like a gilly blanket over them or something in the cornfield or whatever you know.
1: I gotcha. And then I got you. another
0: one that's called, it's, I think it's the best plan I've ever come up with. I'll tell you the truth. It's called the um, um, Quick Draw. And it's a, just a it's a layout line, split lids on it. Uh, but it's, a, I hate to even tell you this, but it's, a, it's, a, it's an old, it's uh, X-Flander. Yeah. But it's giant. It's yeah. a big x lander.
1: Right. It's just bigger. Right.
0: It's way, way comfortable. Right, it's way, right. you can turn around, look back easily. You, you know Darren Lundy, don't you?
1: Oh yeah, when no he, doubt. When he Darren's... got in that
0: blind, you know, him and I've hunted years oh, together. My God. And over and he said he's never had a blind where he could turn back and call at the birds right. when they were going behind you making it. right. Making Couldn't, could never been able to do that in like a the higher back, like the yep. pro pads and stuff, because yep. it's just too hard to do. You know, in that blind there, it's just way easy to call up, easy, and they just sit up through the through the lids to shoot, and you know it falls up into a wedge and you put it away, just like the the. Uh, you know the X letter, which is my blind too. So, so funny,
1: yeah. Darren lives literally five minutes from here, from me. If he's still in the same house, uh, I usually Who's that? see oh, Darren. Darren. Yeah, I usually see him at some of the shows and whatever else. So we always catch up and BS when I see him. So yeah, yeah. And listen, that goes way back because I, you know, it's funny that you say Darren. Like I remember, uh, and this is going way back. I was driving one of the streets one time, coming through, and I was like, "Holy crap! Who has the final approach trailer? What? <laughs> like, you know what I mean?" And this was like in the heat of in the heat of you know FA and what was going on, and and you know the war because because uh, you know once once everybody you know once everybody started copying uh, blinds. Uh, yeah then the war was on, you know what I mean? The war at retail and everywhere else was on. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and, uh, I just remember, you know, listen, nobody had trailer stickers and stuff back then, you know, and Darren had his whole trailer laid out and it was final approach, everything. And Oh my God, it was, (laughs) it was killer. So that's why I said there, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff has come, uh, definitely from the past and the guys who have made it happen. So it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a history lesson. So I'm hoping the kids, uh, you know, and younger waterfowls, waterfowlers are getting something out of this and they're learning kind of, and they, they should be reading and looking at stuff instead of, you know, don't believe everything you read on the internet, you know, get some real info from the real guys. And I wish, listen, if I wish Tim was still around, uh, you know, grounds pretty much made. I mean, I mean, Tim met everybody. I mean, listen, uh, butch was the same way butch and tim grounds were at every show everywhere and if you didn't sit and go talk to them and have a conversation with them and do stuff like that you were crazy and i i i remember i went right at tim the first time he was out here at the waterfowl festival in oregon i mean i went right at him and i was like Mm -hmm. i just want to meet you and talk to you and and just and he was happy as pie to talk to anybody you know what i mean and, yeah, Tim. Tim was oh, great that one. He really oh, was. Man. And and that's the cool thing. Like we're kind of missing, we're kind of missing the, um, the folks to look up to in the waterfowl world. You know what I mean? Like everybody's yeah. getting on, and you know, like yep. I said, we we getting lost older. Tim. Yeah, and everybody's getting older, and it's like, you know, you have, you know, you have like the YouTube stars and and internet stars like that. But it's like. It's it's way different. Like, you know, the the guys like Tim and Butch and Buck, and, you know, when, St- and, St- and the next, the next movement was Stahl, was Sean and, and Jim mm-hmm. Ronquist and Zinc and, and Fred and, and, you know, that group. That was the next generation. So, you know, and you have like the Haydells and those guys, you know, they had the dad and then they had the sons. So they were covered in both generations. So we're kind of missing, you know those kind of guys who would talk to you at a show, would yeah. give you some tips and and help you instead of like I guess tell you I'm great and this is what you should do. Does it, that does that make yeah, it's,
0: sense? It, it, it's funny to name a lot of these guys like like the Zinks and the you know Foils
1: and right right Son, Jeff Man, all, yeah. all
0: these guys they were yeah. like my pro staffers. Yeah, those I mean guys, I know we're all. <laughs> tied together as friends and, and you know <laughs> we work together on a lot of that stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean listen, if you it, it's like watching it's like watching an old movie where like all these young stars, you know, are in this one movie and then all of a sudden you look twenty years later and they're all huge. I mean I mean listen, everybody came out of that camp. You're talking about Tim Grounds was with you, uh Bill Saunders was with you, Foyles was with you, um uh, Sean Mann was with you. I mean, you could just keep naming them. You know David what I mean? David
0: Smith. There's yeah. a whole bunch of guys. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Da- you're right. Dave. I mean, just keep going. That's what I'm saying. Like you, that's what I said. Everybody needs to kind of see the, uh, the, the, the history tree that goes back to the key guys in this whole, in this whole industry to, you know, kind of look at it and, and learn and, and look at the history and, and, uh, and just yeah, I don't know. Just learn about the tradition and what's been going on, and the the, the companies and the people that have done stuff. And there's just yeah, a like, lot of cool stuff. Product, that's yeah, for sure. yeah. There's just a lot of cool stuff. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah. Awesome. Well, listen, uh, we're almost on an hour. So uh, listen, we're gonna do this again. Uh, you know, we'll wait till we get closer to the season uh and we'll we'll do this again and uh and and talk some more because it's it's great uh it's great for me to talk to you but it's great for everybody listening and what's going on because there's just so much history and so much information that it's just i don't know it's awesome it's awesome to do that so i appreciate you taking time
0: and i enjoy it too i appreciate the opportunity too mario awesome
1: all right all right ron i appreciate it buddy and uh we'll catch up and if you need something you just give me a shout
0: all right, you take care. Awesome, thanks, Ron. All right,
1: Bye All right. Now. Bye. Talking to Ron Latchaw, uh, founder of Final Approach, uh, definitely, uh, definitely one of the nicest guys you want to talk to. Uh, definitely uh, one of the innovators in uh, in waterfowl and what's going on. And oh man, if you if you guys just I I hope you got something out of that because that was incredible. Um, Big shout-outs. I want to get a couple things uh, just out there. Make sure you get on our social media pages. Uh, Make sure you get on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. We're doing Facebook Live now, and we're we're taping this so you can run it back and and do it on the podcast stuff. Um, Get on our YouTube channel and subscribe there. Uh, we have a lot of stuff on there, videos, products, stuff you can learn and everything like that. Um, as always, I want to thank uh, Benelli and, and Federal Ammunition and the guys that, that do stuff with us and back us and, and help us uh, get the word out about Final Approach. Um, also, Mossy Oak, uh, and there's a couple other companies that do a bunch for us as well. I mean, hometown Loophold, who's right here, and all the great people there and Pattern Master and my guys at Camp Chef and Brooks and those guys. So, uh, you know, it takes takes a lot of people to keep this going, and you got to have great relationships and great companies that do do stuff with you and that you do stuff with them. So that's everybody that just kind of helps and partners up with that, so I just want to give shout-outs to them and what's going on there. I see some people jumped on here and just, uh, you know, said some stuff. Donnie Myers was listening, and Kevin was listening, Kevin Grant, and uh, Michael Lloyd had a couple things and asking about – uh, he, he said these these clips on and grass bundles. What does he say? The clip on and grass bundles are a pain in the butt to put on. So, Mike Lloyd, do yourself a favor, bro. And Adam, Adam, you were talking about this stuff too. I I I get what you're talking about. Like taking uh, the question, or well not the question, but just the comment was, I I put like I'm in corn one day with the layout blinds, and then we're in something else the next day. But do yourself a favor and just do this. I did it a long time ago, and I just said to myself. I'm going to buy two blinds, I'm going to put one in tan, and I'm going to zip tie the whip grass on in tan, like tan and brown, and then I'm going to do one in green because that's the majority of the fields that we have out here. And I zip tied green grass on one, and I zip tied brown and tan on the other, and I'm always ready for whatever field we're hunting in, and then I just add extra stuff to it. If it's in corn, we're going with the tan, and I'm putting corn on top or whatever the case may be. Uh, I just done that, and it's just made life way easier. So, just do yourself a favor. And I'm not trying to tell you to buy two blinds and do whatever. I'm just saying buy buy. I'm not saying buy two of mine and, and FAs. I'm just saying it would make your life easier to do that. I'm not trying to sell you something. I'm just trying to make your life easier. Because listen, I did it, and I won't do it again. Like I have all the whoop grass on, and I am not I'm not screwing around at O oh dark thirty anymore and putting you know, 14 pounds of corn stalks on the blind and I'm not trying to, you know, put green grass on or I'm not doing canary grass. I don't have to do the whole blind anymore. I just do it in uh, a base of brown or tan or green and then I add some natural grass on top or or whatever's whatever we're hiding in. It makes a huge difference. It'll cut your time down and it'll make your life so much easier. So uh, do that. I've learned that lesson the hard way. We're, we're done doing that. We have a trailer full now. Everybody's contributed all, all my buddies. And, and we got like six brown ones in there and six green ones in there. And we're not screwing around anymore. Like we we have taken, taken that extra half hour and, uh, and we're just going to (laughs) sleep. So, you know, it's bad enough. We're running hard all year. Um, so we totally just do that anymore. So make it make it easier on yourself, bro. You're trying to make, try just like everybody else at some of these other companies that say stuff, dude, we're trying to work smarter, not harder. So do yourself a favor. All right? All right. I don't know which podcast this is. I don't know if it's the fifth one or sixth one. I have no idea. But it's the Final Approach podcast. Uh, I'm Mario. Appreciate you checking in. Um, and like I said, appreciate you listening. And check us out, like I said, on our social media platform platforms if you want to check out uh any of the products you can see us on uh, fabrand.com and also if you want to check sales out and some other stuff you could go online on fabrand.com or we got a great relationship with roger's sporting goods out of liberty missouri uh you can go on their website uh they have a bunch of closeouts and stuff that's that we we're discontinuing and whatever else so you can check out there as well all right that's the final pros podcast Appreciate you listening. I'm out.